Let's hurry up. I got to go storm Area 51. <laughs> yeah, well, why is that a thing all of a sudden? I guess apparently some big YouTuber put it up as a joke. You know, just like, hey, let's storm Area And then it took off. <laughs> okay, they they show up with guns and shit, and they're not like military dudes. They're private police, and they will fuck you up. There's YouTube videos of people getting fucking smacked around by them and shit. Well, I guess the Air Force is in charge of it, too, and the Air Force already put out a, a statement saying, hey, if you show up, we will meet you with force. Yeah, yeah no, they're they're not taking kindly to... Oh. It, and what's weird is, and I saw this one where these idiots rode out there on, like, you know, street-legal dirt bikes, those enduro dirt bikes. Oh, right, okay. And so as you're riding down certain roads appro- approaching a certain gate, they're watching you, and... Then there's a point, and then there's a sign, and the sign says, don't fucking cross this line or you'll be arrested. Like, and, and it's there's nothing around. It's the middle of nowhere, and it's like, past this sign, you will be arrested. So they park right at the sign, and sure enough, within about 10 minutes, all these white trucks, unmarked white trucks, just start pulling up. Dudes in camo get out. And they come up to him, and they're being hard asses to him. And the guy's like, fuck you. We're like, we haven't crossed the line. And next thing you know, they get fucked up. Like, these dudes do not fuck around. And they're still not even technically trespassing yet. They're like five feet legal. Right. And they popped off at the mouth, and these dudes just fucking let them have it. And then it was it was a weird video. And they posted it up, and they're like, sorry. And those guys are at least doing the perimeter security. I don't. They're, right. they're like this Blackwater type guys. They're not really yeah, military. Right. They're former military, and they will fuck you up. Those guys. So yeah, not a smart idea to mess with Area Fifty One. Yeah, I don't remember what the actual date of that is supposed to be, but wow, it's pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> what a dick! Fucking YouTubers are. Why do they not get sued and in trouble like radio used to? Yeah, there's no rules on the internet. Yeah, but there is. There's still slander no, and all that other can, shit. All he did was put up a poll. You know what? It, yeah. Oh, he put up a poll I mean? like, like we should. And then it went wild. Okay. I guess we were corporate in radio even back then. Because I remember you would say something and they would say you're inciting. Like you're oh. you're encouraging yeah. it. And and you truly are at that point. You're, you're encouraging it. There's different rules on the F, you know, on the uh, FCC ruled airwaves. Oh, that's true too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those are federally uh, controlled airwaves that you are licensed to use, and that is not applied to the internet. But if I was uh, like online saying bad shit about you, and you, you know, did something bad, or I told you to do something bad, and they could trace it back, I, I could be in trouble. Right. It, it, you'd have to be more specific than if you just said, hey, Jack, go raid the Area yeah, 51, yeah. and yeah, I did it, I don't think they'd come back on you. They would arrest me and... Dude, remember the little fucking douchebag kid that got... He, he's basically ruined his career over it. The... God, what are their names? My daughter used to watch them all the time. And the guy went to Japan and filmed the dead body and like made a joke about it in the Suicide oh, Forest. No, that douchebag's still huge. Uh, he's still uh, huge, but he's taken a huge hit over that and lost a ton of sponsorship. And his brother's now got five gazillion more followers than he does. Like, he lost people over that 
That ended up not being a good business move for him. In fact, he's dating somebody famous right now. Um, and he did those big boxing matches recently, that guy. Which is, by the way, a total ripoff of Ellis. Yeah. Totally. Ellis is a douche, and I do not like Ellis, and I think he is a piece of shit human being. But that was his thing. Ellis got a funny show. He does some funny stuff, and that that was his thing. He would do those like they weren't even celebrity boxing matches yet. They were, and he would get listeners to fight each other. This shit was funny that he did. He and, right. and those are his thing, and he still does one or two of those a year. Yeah, that's no. That, and that's and this guy definitely bit. I can't think of his name right now, but I know that because I just saw he's dating somebody famous and. Uh, he just did something else, but that kid, he chugs along. He lost his Disney Logan show and Paul. shit. Logan Paul. That's, that's his it, name. Logan Paul. And the other, there's two of them. One's Logan, right. and I forget what the other one's name is, but one is way more popular than the other one now. Yeah, they're they're still they're still huge on the internet, both of them. And uh, trust me, his income is still pretty yeah. solid. <laughs> his monthly income dwarfs our annual. <laughs> right. Totally. <laughs> Oh, shit. That whole, you know, YouTube fame thing is amazing because there are so many, you know, not so many. There are kids out there making a shitload of money. We were just somehow at work. We got onto that Ryan's toy reviews. We were talking about that. Oh, that that little boy. Yeah. Yeah. And I looked it up and like a couple of years ago, he made $11 million. That was a couple of years ago. He was bigger bigger than he's bigger than those Logan Paul. Like he makes more money than anybody on the Internet. Anybody. I think he's eighth highest is what I saw. I didn't see now, the whole so list, but when I looked him up, they were like – it said on his Wikipedia page, it was like eighth highest internet earner. You were like, holy shit. And he's 11. Yeah, and he's 11. Fuck my life. <laughs> no, I know. Where did we go wrong, Jack? <laughs> well, you know what? There was if, – if we had hit Danny Bonaducci in the head – with a baseball bat while he was wearing a pumpkin on YouTube, we would have got a shitload of views back in the day. It just didn't exist. Yeah, we did do a lot of really fun shit that would have had. Imagine if that show was online. No, that's what I mean. Imagine if the shit we did was on video, you know, and then we would have had those kind of views. Yeah, that's true. It's just that didn't exist when we were doing it. Uh, We just talked about it. (laughs) Yeah. And then it was there. It is, and we would we would film, take pictures. I guess we didn't film anything here and there. But even then, we remember we didn't really have the blog came later. There wasn't even an internet outlet for photos really for a long time. Yeah, wow, yeah, it's fucking crazy. Because when I got to San Diego, which was like two years after you're fired, that was their big push was putting photos on the website. Oh, my God. At, at Sirius 2, and I was at Sirius, after my show, because they weren't doing that even in my show. Right. Uh, but when I was working for Ellis, that every day part of my job was prep the show, uh, produce the show, write a detailed word-for-word fucking transcript of the show to all management so we wouldn't be sued a million times. And then... <laughs> I had to go online and post photos every single day yeah. of something we did on the on the website. Yeah, that was a big – remember, that was their big push back then, and yeah. that was after we were already fired from Star. So yeah, we after. didn't have that benefit of, of those those things like they had now. 
I think that was like 2011, somewhere in there, 2012, when I was doing that. And now it would be video, for sure. Right, yeah. Ellis was doing video, though, on his website. He was the... Uh, yeah, he was ahead of the curve. Yeah, yeah. He was doing his own, because he would film everything we did and just put it straight onto his website. Which is weird. He's cost himself a ton of money, technically. Even though he made a lot of money on the website, and he makes a lot of money doing those those fight shows that he does, the uh, his is a, I think subscription website or whatever and you pay but now he's kind of in the in the situation we're in he can't put it on YouTube and give it away for free because then no one's going to pay on the website oops do you know what well, I mean you know what so I just looked it up Jason Ellis has 18,000 subscribers which isn't horrible but isn't I mean that that's that, a lot if, that are paying but those like Logan Paul's and oh and god yes they have millions but they have millions but it's free and you know what I mean? And and their and income is like, massive. Oh, he's nowhere in the ballpark of, of... No, but I mean, you would think somebody who was early on would get... I mean, like, he puts up... Here's a... Uh, he puts up bits all the time. Oh, it does he like put shit on YouTube now? Yeah, 1.5 thousand views, 9,000... He's not oh, that's doing nothing. anything that's well, rocking not, the world. He's not popular is the problem. You yeah, know what I mean? Like he's popular to a very small, tiny audience on satellite radio... No one else knows who the fuck he is. That was yeah, his that's problem. The thing. His videos aren't blowing up the world. He doesn't no. have anything huge. He has a, you know, 18,000 subscribers is not a, a shitty number, but his videos aren't. But I wonder what his web, his personal website is the one that, that makes the money. It's subscription. You got to pay. Oh, okay. He does. See, that that's what he does. So then he puts everything on there. Every single, right. like everything they do goes on that website. Okay. And that's where he makes his money. Because they weren't paying him shit either. On top of that, yeah, yeah, he doesn't get a shitload of views yeah. here. Well, I was surprised he was doing anything on YouTube. That's, I that, mean, he has a few here and there that have a lot of views, but then he has a lot that don't have hardly any views. So yeah, wow. Um. Oh, you know what? We've got to shout out to our girl Alina, who's down in in the dumpers. Her her good friend passed away this week, and they had the funeral oh, this I, week, and. And oh, it, I didn't see anything about that. You've met her friend. It is uh, her name's Tanya. She's married to Vinny, the Vinny Jones, the soccer player, the old British soccer player. Okay. You didn't go. That's right. She's been to a lot of Lena's stuff, and we've met her before. But I, I went to the party you didn't go to that was at their house. They hosted a party for Alina oh, one time. Okay. There were, and, and she was a really nice lady, and was Alina's really really good friend, and they were very cool to her. And she passed away from cancer. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, which is awful. So Alina's in a it been in a, a bad spot here for a few oh, days. And I know Alina just uh recently changed uh salons again. Yeah. I saw that uh, like I'm a starting month to think ago. she's possibly a troublemaker. I don't know. Yeah, that she has to keep changing <laughs> salons. I'm thinking they run her out. Maybe. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it, it's I feel bad for her. I've touched base yeah. with her a couple times and she's really bummed out, so yeah, that sucks. I get it. Cancer's a motherfucker. Yep. Doesn't, doesn't care who you are. No. And the fact that it kills people like Steve Jobs, you know, is yep. insane. Granted, Steve Jobs could live a lot longer than you or I. Right. That is <laughs> He true. might get another three, four years out of it than we would. But uh, our friend who passed away from pancreatic cancer, dude, they kept her alive for like three and a half years. 
which is a lifetime with pancreatic cancer. Because usually they're like, oh, you got pancreatic cancer. Oh, shit, you're dead in six months. Right. Like, they, they did all kinds of stuff and kept her alive for a very long time. But you still can't stop it. Yeah. Oh, man. That's what uh, Witchcott died from, too, pancreatic cancer. Uh, uh, the sales lady we used to work with, her boyfriend. Oh, right. He got pancreatic cancer, too. And by the way, he got pancreatic cancer, and it was funny they all of a sudden came to the walk for our friend, our friend who passed from it. And it was the walk, and they were there. And I was like, wow, that's really nice. And then, like, a few weeks later, she said, yeah, he's got it. And we were like, right. damn. And then by the next walk, because they do the walk every year, by the next walk, he was already gone. Yeah, that had that progressed quickly with yeah. him. That would, yeah. Yeah, pancreatic cancer. So, and all cancers are fucker, not like one's yeah. better or worse than the other, but some are seem to get you faster for sure there are ones that you and i i think that's also because that one's harder to catch and you don't find out until it's already bad yeah that's true that's what i have i think at this point I'm just to think <laughs> maybe I in your yeah. long list of problems yeah by the way i that by the way no do you have insurance yet okay i do and i did the thing and i filled out all the paperwork and i said hey i want you to waive my deductible and they're like all right that makes sense and then they called me at 7 o'clock in the morning from a Denver number. Okay. And I'm like, I'm fuck is this? I'm not answering this. And I didn't answer it. And then they left a message. And then I checked. And they denied it. They're not going to let me waive my deductible because, according to them, I had existing policies going on at the same time. Which is a total fucking bullshit because when I left my job... And then my wife was like, all right, well, I'll kick it on my insurance. My wife's work was so strict, they wouldn't let her do it until my work sent them a letter saying, yes, he does not have insurance. Right. right. So once they got that letter, then they acclimated or they signed her up and we got the, got a, a new policy. But they did not overlap. Not even a day. Not not so at all. My so insurance guy said they're going to always shoot you down the first or second yeah. time. You got to keep appealing it. Yeah, and I, I now, like, I have no time to do. The one right. thing about working 9 to 5 for the first time in my life, it sucks. Like, yeah. I can't do shit. I get up at 6.30, wow. I take a shower, it takes me forever to fucking shave and... Right, and get ready. Fucking get a tie a tie and do all that bullshit, which takes extra time. And by the time I get out the door and then an hour, you know, hour to work, I don't get home until about 6.30. And then I eat dinner. So then it's 7.30, like maybe I watch TV for an hour and go to bed. But Yeah, no, that's my life. And I can't get online at work. My work. Oh, to fill out the paperwork. Yeah, I can't stuff. even, yeah. I, don't, I don't even have a computer at my desk. Like I'm literally have to have all attention at all times on what I'm doing. Right. Which, which is annoying, but is what it is. Right. Uh-oh. My computer just almost shut off. That was weird. That is weird. Yeah, so uh, I can't do it at work, and I can't do it before work. <laughs> so I just have to do it. I'll do it on the weekend sometime. Yeah, because that, that's what he said. He said, they're going to shoot you down. you got to appeal it. But they didn't shoot me down. They fucking lied. Right. And, and here's the thing. And their fucking policy, it was both policies were with their company. They know they lied to me. Right. <laughs> fucking assholes. No, insurance is the worst. I hate it. And now... My other insurance kicks in now. I'm, I'm less than a month before my new work kicks in. And my new work policy is a 
they give us for free. We don't have to pay for. It's okay. an it's an HMO instead of a PPO, but it has no deductible. Oh, like, which is awesome. Yeah, it will be way fucking better for me just to kick it, wait for the new one to kick in, and not have to deal with this nightmare. Right. Or, and I know something's wrong because the specialist calls me two or three times a week. Oh yeah, You're we need right. you to they come in. Be on it. We need you to come in. When are you coming in? Something's wrong. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I'm like, so my how, wait, how long away. are you from your work one being able to kick in? Uh, less than a month. So about three weeks. So, okay. but then again, I don't know how. My work is so old school. We don't have um, direct deposit. They don't offer it. Oh, you have to get a check? You get a check. And it is hand-signed by our boss. All of them. And there's a fucking lot of us, too. Right. Like, it's not a stamp. It's not. No, he fucking signs them all. That's crazy. He's old school, dude. I haven't had a job in probably... Oh, God. Well, I know my last job for sure in this one where they... They all but force you to have direct deposit. They don't want to give you a check. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's such a pain in the ass. My old company, they everything came from Canada. So if you didn't have direct deposit, oh, yeah, you had to wait for your check to get there from the Canadian from delivery. Oh, yeah. oh God. They no. were like the first thing they did was sign you up for direct deposit. They're like, that's cool, right? Here we're doing it. Dude, we are uh we have a uh, subsidiaries with like multiple companies. We're four, we're four or five companies. And, like, I always know when payday's coming because there's a special messenger that delivers checks. I remember that from the old days. When yes. I worked at the photo lab, we had, like, ADP or something, and there was a special dude <laughs> yes. who delivered the checks on paydays, and that was that guy's job. He just ran around. That's all this dude does. Business. He delivers fucking paychecks, and, and he's a cool dude. His name's Julio, and... Julio comes in and he bullshits with me for a little bit. He hands them to me, and then I guard those with my life until the uh, CFO gets in, and then I hand deliver them to the CFO, who then I'm guessing takes them to get signed by the boss, and then distributes them. Yeah, then he's the guy that distributes them on uh, every other Friday. Right. Yeah, it's that's it's crazy that they put that kind of. I mean, like they're they're creating so much more work for themselves. Yeah, they're like he's he, they go he's against direct deposit, and I'm like I fucking love this guy. <laughs> you know what's uh, speaking of work? I have another rant. We remember the interview thing, and I was bitching about the interviews and blah blah blah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so we hired two people. Okay, and both of them were to start on Monday. We hired a guy and a girl. And okay. what's funny is what happened is we were interviewing for the one person, and then while that person was out, another person left. Okay, so you were already interviewing. You're like, yes. perfect, we'll hire two people. We'll hire two people. But but one works in the online division, and one works uh, with an assistant. Now, both of them were in, I call it the young person department, and that's our online. They both, the, even the assistant was in the online thing. Our online okay. are young people. They're all young. And, you know, they do the online shit. Which is cool. Okay, I think, I'm thinking, I'm I'm spitballing here. I'm trying to rationalize the awfulness of young people that I see. That perhaps these people think they're coming at an internet job. So maybe they think they're going to come and it's going to be like, you know, I'm wearing shorts and riding fucking segways up and down the hallway. You know what I mean? And when you walk in and everyone's wearing a fucking suit, even the fucking internet guys. And 
it's very strict and there's fucking security up the ass and there's no running up and down the hallways. I'm thinking maybe this is what happened. But so we hired two people. They both were to start on Monday. On Monday, the girl who was hired to be the assistant called and just said, yeah, I'm not coming. I, I changed my mind. I don't want that job. Okay. Gone. <laughs> uh, the dude came in on Monday and he was there. And he worked. And I remember seeing him going out to lunch. And I said, how's it going so far? And he goes, oh, man, there's a lot to learn. And he seemed frazzled. But it's his first day. Right. He never came back. He just went to lunch and never came back. <laughs> <laughs> never came back. I don't, You know what? I don't know if he did come back from lunch. I know he did not. He was not there on Tuesday. In fact, on Tuesday, I asked someone, hey, where's the freaking new guy? And they said, oh, he's not coming back. He left. And I'm like, what do you mean left? He quit. So, he's well, gone. Well, okay. I'm, I think you might be right in that, you know, like, these are kids who are, are ready for the new world. And if you're doing old school shit where, like, you're still cutting checks, they might not be down for new, you know, old school work environment. And what's weird is, and I asked someone, I'm like, wait a minute. Everyone's been here for, like, 20 years, 30 years, 13 years. There's there's a young chick in there that works in the internet de- uh, internet department who's been with the company for 13 years and she's okay. rel- she's in her 30s but she's been right. there for 13 years and I was talking to her and I go you know what's going on and she goes the only turnovers in this department and it's always fucking young people yeah well that makes sense yeah. though so that's what I'm thinking but dude a dude because I'll up. tell you this hmm. I do internet shit. If you made me wear a suit and tie and shave to do it, I wouldn't. I would go someplace <laughs> else because you can get that same job other places where I don't need to shave and wear a suit and tie. But what's weird is he pays very well too. Like we we're paid more than people are paid to do our jobs. Like not a ton more, but we are paid right. more than than people are paid to do those jobs. And I think he knows that, and maybe that's why he pays more. Right. He also he knows that if he, if he pays more, he fucking usually he gets loyalty and people that stay for a long time. For sure. Yeah, that's you, that's a, a good – it's a smart business move. Yeah. And he does – you know, and there's a lot of cool shit there and everything's very nice and very classy and there it's a great place to work. It really is. But these people – so they bounce out of that department and then they're doing interviews, dude. And, and I just instantly – I, I can tell before they even get in the building because I see you from the street. I'm watching you on camera before you even get to the building. And if you can't find the doorbell, I know you're not going to make it. And that's right. most people can't find the doorbell. And so the ones that do, and then they get through, and sometimes I make them squirm. Like I can, when you're looking for the doorbell, I can just hit a button and open the big magic prison gate, and you can come in. Or I can sit and wait for you to ring the doorbell. <laughs> Sometimes I do. But uh, so they get in and I immediately, I, I just, oh, nope. Because I know, I know the right. bosses are going to walk in and they're going to see you. And I remember when I did my interview, I wore a suit, but I did right. not wear a tie. And I was afraid. And I was like, and I even thought, shit. This could be, you know, super casual, and I'm wearing a suit, and they're going to be like, why is this guy wearing right. a suit? So I go, I know, I'll wear a suit with a with a shirt that's pressed, and I won't wear a tie. And then I got in, okay. and, they're, and they and they do mass interviews. They'll bring in four, five, six people at a time. So you're sitting in the lobby with everyone you're going against. 
And I remember when I sat down, I looked and they were all young people that were dressed like slobs. Right. And I immediately looked and was like, oh, shit, I'm really overdressed. Like it started freaking me out. But I have on a suit. And then if I hadn't had a suit on, I would have. I, I'm, I'm convinced that's why I got the job, at least at this point. Right. I had a suit on. I was dressed nice. It's respect. And they're old school and they're about respect and, and professionalism. You should always dress up for a job interview. I don't care if you're going to McDonald's. To at least, like, at least wear, in my opinion, slacks, some form of a dress shoe, and a button-down shirt. At least. Right. Right. That's what I wore to all my rehab jobs. That's what I wore to my interview at the job I have now, which, by the way, was with my brother-in-law and, you know, the owner, but... Like, I knew people there, and I still wore slacks. You should have came I, in shorts and flip-flops. <laughs> that's what everybody wears now when I'm there. Oh, my God, dude. At this point, every day, I at least wear jeans and a button-up shirt, and I'm the most overdressed person at work. Dude, it's... There are a bunch of... They, it, you swaps. know, like, when you see um, internet nerds and engineers on TV shows, and they're yeah. wearing, like, T-shirts and shorts and sandals? That's what I work with. Dude, and I've had a lot of women wear sandals. Like, dude, one chick came in slides. That's like, that's not job fucking interview no. material. No. Had the chick bring her boyfriend and yeah, brought him in. A- had a number of people uh, come through the gate. And then here's one, too. It takes about 30 minutes to fill out our application when you're there. Okay. Right. And I give because them I'm the application. You don't have an online one. <laughs> no, uh... But I know when I applied, I sent my resume and I sent all that stuff. So they had all of that information already. Right. Yet when you get there, they hand you an application and say, fill this out front and back and tell us when you're ready. And we'll call so-and-so to come see you. And it takes about 30 minutes to fill it out. Half of the people at least tell me, I did this online. Do I have to fill this out? And then they don't fill it out. They just like write their name and phone number on it. And I'm like, and, and I don't even answer the question. I go, oh, just tell me when you're done. And then when you're right. ready, I'll call. Tell me when you're ready. You ready? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, all right, I call. And I'm like, here, you hold on to this piece of paper and give it to them when they come out. Okay. Well, that's because that is another old school thing. I remember filling out applications at a job like years ago. But now you fill out, usually you fill it all out online. And then when you show up for the interview, the dude has printed it out and goes yeah. over it with it. I you, see. You they know? did that at mine. At mine, they had my resume printed. And then they had the application that I filled out by hand when I was sitting in the lobby, and it was the same shit, but I still right. did it because that's what they wanted you to do. Yeah, because that's what they wanted you to do. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, is this a test? This is like, seems easy. And I always think maybe it is. Maybe if they don't fill it out, they realize you're going to cut corners and be a fucking slacker. Maybe. It could be. I mean, my boss is a very smart guy. Yeah, maybe. Who yeah. knows? It's fucking weird. I hate young people. They're entitled fucking pricks. They really are, and they're lazy. Some of my, I mean, some of my favorite people are young people, and some, you know, like, I had some interns that were horrible, but, like, was it last Friday, I met up with some of my old co-workers, one of which has moved on to Lionsgate, and the other two are still at the label, and they're all in their 20s, and I love those kids. They're awesome. Okay. Actually, there are... All the young people that work there that have been there since I started a whole whopping two months ago, they're all super cool. Right. Like there's none, there's not a young person there that's a jerk at all. They're just they're super fucking cool, all of them. 
Yeah, I think the the ones who actually get hired are pretty cool. It's those. Yeah. I mean, we had some shitty interns, but we also had some great interns. I, there are some interns that we had that I still keep in touch with through LinkedIn and yeah. Facebook. And if it ever came to a point where I needed to hire somebody, I would hire them in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You hire the good ones. You remember the good ones, and you and, yeah. and you would go back to the good ones. And it's like radio. We had some. I mean, you know, twenty some years ago, we had some shitty interns, and we had some really good ones. God, it's not. That job was just about showing up. You well, know what I mean? Yeah, that was half the battle. You know, but yeah. it's funny because uh, Kim Dang hit me today about something, and she. I didn't even realize. I knew she worked. You know, we worked with her for a long time. Yeah. I didn't realize she told me she started as Lair's intern, and I didn't realize she had started as an intern. I always just thought she was an employee. But see, she was one who was great and worked with us for a long time. And uh, Claudine, who's like a executive <laughs> yeah, at Instagram now, started as an intern. Yeah. Um. There is this was makes me feel old. One of the sports talk uh, morning shows on uh, KSPN. Mm-hmm. The kid that produces it. I've known since he was like three years old because he's uh, Mucho Morales' son. Oh, okay. And it was, and I was Mucho's intern. And then Mucho and I became really tight. And I used to, he lived not that far from me. And we would always meet and go play basketball. We played because he worked afternoons. And I was on the street team. I didn't ever have to be there early. So we would always meet right. in the morning, go play basketball. And then his son was always there. Now his son is fucking uh, producing show. It's kind of weird. But it's cool to hear him, and and yeah. and I like that kid. But oh man, it's it's weird. I didn't realize too. I somehow I got on a weird rabbit hole where I was like, so Jamie had posted something. I'm like, God, I haven't looked at Jamie's radio website in a long time. And I went to the Alice site just to check it out. Yeah. And then I was like, I wonder who else is on the air. And as I was looking, BJ has one of his sons DJing there. And oh in his God. bio, he's like, he's like, I've been around radio my whole life. And I'm like, yeah, of course you have. Your dad is a radio guy. Your dad was the executive vice president of programming for Clear Channel. <laughs> right. So I bet you have. Yeah. And so I wonder what, what is he there? Has he got anything besides co-host morning show stripes? I have no idea, to be honest. Jamie should, I don't Jamie should get Bob White a show. <laughs> I know he's not music director. He may be program director, although I don't know. He was program director when he was doing MJ and BJ with my friend in Florida. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Right now, they've gone, so having looked at the site, they only have four live shifts now. It's them in the morning, Jamie and BJ, and then somebody else, and then that Slacker and Steve and the drive afternoon drive, and then evenings are BJ's son, and that's the Is only. his name H.J.? <laughs> no, he has some other name, but I, his last name is Harris, and that's how I figured it out. Oh, man. Is BJ's real name BJ, or is that a radio name? I'm sure it's a radio name, I would imagine. I don't know. Like like everybody named last name Savage or uh, <laughs> exactly Storms, all those people who have fake oh, radio. Oh, God. Oh, here's a radio thing that's been annoying me. I listen a lot in the car to... Uh, the HD2 of K-Rock. It's the best fucking Oh, yeah, the station. 80s one, right? Yes. And you can okay. listen to it online. You don't even have to listen to it on HD. It's, uh, I think it's called rockofthe80s.com or whatever. It's, it's a it's a just really good. It's what K-Rock sounded like when we were junior high and high school, and it's fucking cool, and I love it. And there's only okay. two DJs on it. It is Freddie Snakeskin and Tammy Heidi. 
Okay. Oh, Remember? they that's how they kept her around. Yes. I was curious because they got rid of her at Jack. Yeah. Okay. Here, and she's on, and I'm like, I don't dislike her, but I don't like her. was never a fan. Like, she didn't ever no, do anything I to wow her. me. She was such a bitch to me when I was at K-Rock. Okay, I'm listening to her, and she's doing this thing, and it was like it was reading a liner. All she's doing is reading cards. She's reading right. a card, but then she goes off and is, does this fucking, uh, your original whatever, like, you know, the original K-Rock DJs, like me and Freddie Snakeskin. And she I'm is like, not an original K Rock DJ. No. And I was like, oh, fuck, bullshit. That is offensive to original K Rock listeners. Yeah. Because you were not even in the wheelhouse of an original K Rock no. DJ. No. You could throw, you Jed. Uh, poor Man uh, Blade. Romando. Poor Man Blade. Dusty uh, Street. John Frost. Yeah, Dusty Street. Like, there's yeah. fucking old school people that were original DJs, and yeah. she is not one of them. No. She's not even, like, third generation. She might be fourth generation K-Rock jocks. Yeah, I'm trying to think when she started. Did she start, well, she started, like, in the early 90s, right? Was it the 90s when she started? I was thinking she, she was, was, like, there a when 2000. I was there in, 90, in, in the late to mid-90s, you okay. know? Yeah, which is not, we're talking original K-Rock DJs. We're talking, like, is it pre-1980 even? Yeah, the been. original K-Rock was in Pasadena, I think, in the early, like, in 80, right, or something? Uh, now let's look it up. Yeah, and then they moved to... Then they moved to, to Burbank, Burbank, and it was all those original, the original, what I call the original people, when it was uh, Blade in the Morning, Romando and Blade, then Romando and Evans, and then... Right. Uh, Romando and Evans was first, that I remember. That's when I first started listening, and then it was... Romando and the Blade, Evans left. And there were so many people on there that were just awesome that I, I think are part of my childhood. And they have fucking that cow on. And I like Freddie Snakeskin. Oh, Swedish Eagle, too. He was great. He would work. Country music station KBBQ in Burbank became K-Rock in September 1972. But when did it become Rock of the 80s? Like Yeah, the, let's see. When the new K-Rock called itself Rock of Los Angeles... In 1973, the National Science Network estates selling off its assets. K-Rock owners bought KPPC, AM, and FM. So when did it uh, – They oh, here we go. Changed its call letters to K-Rock and hired Shadow Stevens was – Wow. Created new rock format described as high energy, all cutting-edge rock all the time. So let's see when they became – That freaking uh, new wave. That's wh That's when they blew up, the new wave. And that was like, yeah, let's see. I know for a fact I was listening to it already in like 79. Here we go. K-Rock 1976 uh, okay. rebirth was perfectly timed with the emergence of punk rock and new wave. K-Rock okay. quickly became the voice of an burgeoning Los Angeles scene. So 76 uh, with disc jockey Rodney Bingenheimer. There's oh, an original. That's, that's, the, that's the original. He's the man. Yeah. And then let's see who if they uh, – Shadow Stevens once again left the station. Rick Carroll took over as program director in 79. So originally Shadow Stevens was part of K-Rock. That I did not know. By the way, there's three Shadow Stevens. Oh, it might not be the one I'm yes. thinking of. That's it, might not be, it might not be uh, federated Shadow Stevens. Right. That's true. That's yeah. another stupid radio name. Yes. And they then there was one changed his name to Shadow P. Stevens even at some point because one of them was on Pirate. 
Well, because back then radio was super regional and you yeah. could have a, a shadow in every market and nobody knew. Yeah. But so apparently it was 76 when they started. Okay, the which whole, makes sense because I remember my first recollection of it was like 78, 79. Of listening. So no, it's funny. They have current staff and then they have notable former staff. So they don't list everybody. But like Chris Hardwick was there when I was there from 94 to 98. I didn't realize he did it for four years. Um, Tammy Heidi was 91 to 2004. So 91. That's longer than I thought she was there, but that is not a 19. She, she wasn't even there. 82. So Blade was an original. Rodney Bingenheimer, 76 to 2017. I can't believe they he was the took original. I can't believe they took him off still to this day. Considering he was there from the very beginning, you should have let that guy die there. Yes. I mean, he did one stupid shift on Sunday nights. Oh, Frazier Smith was one of the uh, uh, founding guys. Wow. I didn't realize that. He was only there until 80. And then he was on KMET and doing mornings on KMET for a long time. And Shadow Stevens, 73 to 80, it says first personality and founding program director. Wow. But then the guy, what was his name? Foreman didn't start until 82. Andy Cohen is the guy famous for putting K-Rock on the map, right? Isn't yeah. Isn't that the guy? Yeah, when he blew it up. Uh, it is the real Shadow Stevens, by the way. I just Oh, it is him. Only. Okay. Yeah, So, but I didn't know he at all had anything to do with K-Rock. Wow, that is massive. Yeah. That's in- crazy. Uh, but th- that's the original people. <laughs> yeah. Not Tammy Heidi. No. And I, and, I, and I give Freddie Snakeskin original to me. I remember Snakeskin. Yeah, no, no. He was there early. I don't know. He doesn't get listed on this. They they really forgot a lot of people on this. But remember him and like Swedish Eagle, Swedish Eagle was overnights. And Ramondo and uh, Evans. Ramondo and Blade were the morning show for a long time. Yes. In fact, Ramondo and Blade the morning show before Kevin and Bean? No, it was, okay, Ramondo and Evans, and then Ramondo and Blade, and then Blade and Poor Man. Oh, and then Kevin and Bean? And I think it might have been Kevin and Bean after that. Okay. Because I don't know, when we were on, we were on Pirate just trashing them. Fucking they trashing were brand new, though. them. Where, didn't they start that? No, like, same Kevin year? and Bean, Kevin and Bean were with us. Oh. Dude, oh, he, Kevin and Bean weren't at K-Rock yet? No, they were at Pirate. Oh, I weird. don't even remember that. They weren't on the air. Shannon was uh, famous, and to this day, he would do it. If you sent him a letter and said, hey, you're a legend in radio. I've always looked up to your career or whatever. I'm going to be in town. Uh, I, I just love radio. Could I come watch? He will fucking bring you in, and he'll be like, you're going to be here a week? Come on in. He'll fucking have you there every day, and he'll have you at work. Okay. And these, and, and I remember him saying, hey, and he would tell us, hey, we got this guy coming in from Minnesota this week. You know, blah, blah, blah. We're like, all right, whatever. And he's like, hey, I got these two dudes from Arizona coming in. And they're coming in with us. And they hung out with us for like more than a week. They were there for a while. And while little did we know, while they were there, they were interviewing a fucking K-Rock. And then they so got they- the job and they literally like, hey, sorry, we're going to do the morning show at fucking, Pi- at fucking K-Rock. And we're like, What? They debuted on K-Rock December 31st, 1989, it says. And Pirate was 1989 is when we started. It was early fucking Pirate. I remember them. At Pirate, walking down the hallways, 
And then next thing you know, remember those fucking two dudes who were here last week? They're the fucking new morning show, K Rock. And then they crazy. sucked. They sucked oh, monumental no, cock for like three or four years. Yep. They weren't even in the wheelhouse of conversation. And everyone, remember, everyone hated on them for being Mark and Brian ripoffs. Yep. Then they even yeah, played they into that. You get that all the time. Because they were. They hadn't done a show together before, so they were they were fucking just trying to make it like what they thought people liked. I get it. They had felt their way through, but, dude, that was 20-whatever years ago. Crazy amount of time that was. Oh, God, I forgot about Michael the Maintenance Man. Oh, yeah. Is he I'm dead? I'm at their thing, and they, and they, was, uh, they say, uh, Michael the Maintenance Man was an actual maintenance man in the building at K-Rock, and it had its own studios. He became an active member of the show, uh, and then ultimately he sued them. I do know that. I do remember yeah. knowing that. I do remember when that all went down, but I had forgot about him. Yep. Kimmel discovered Corolla basically doing the same thing. Yep. Yeah, being his carpenter. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of... Uh, it's a great station. But the HD2 just... Because it's... If you turn on Jack FM, you will hear every played out 80s song ever. You know, right. Thompson over Twins and, over and that kind of shit. And you're like, okay, uh, that was a great song. Dude, you turn on fucking K-Rock HD2, and it's, oh, fuck, I forgot about this song. Like, granted, they have, like, the Pesh Modes and the Cures and those ones that are just right. massive. But there's a lot of shit in there that you forgot about, like, a ton. And I hear Well, they can get away with that on HD2. It makes sense. That's awesome that they do that. Yeah. But it's, but it's stuff you forgot about, yet you instantly remember, like, oh, shit, that was a great song. I loved this song when it was on. And, you yep. know, one-hit wonders and shit like that. No, for sure. Uh, hey, trust me, that's more interesting than anything that's happening on actual FM broadcast radio. Yeah. I've stopped listening. Yeah, I mean, I listen to Kevin and Bean in the morning, and that's um, the way I don't touch the radio again. It's so horrible. I can't hear the Red Hot Chili Peppers ever again, and that's all they play <laughs> on the radio. I hate Clear Channel and have a Clear Channel ban on the radios that I am uh, in a vehicle in yet. Mm -hmm. I violate that ban every morning. Cause I will listen to uh, Dan Patrick on the talk, the sports talk. Oh, okay. Most right. of the time I listen to him. Now, if he's in commercials, which is a lot, I will kick over and listen to the, the other one on ESPN, which my, where my friend's uh, son is the producer. Okay. But for the most part, I, I prefer Dan Patrick. Dan Patrick's fucking great. I love that show. And then it's gone, and then that's it. I won't listen to the fucking Clear Channel. No, but also, I you never hear any buzz about radio anymore. Nobody talks about anything that happens on the radio. You know, no. the only buzz I hear is still about Stern. I know. You'll still uh, hear that once in a while. Like, hey, Howard had yeah. so-and-so on, and they went off about this. Exactly. He still will get that kind of pump, but and he's not even on broadcast radio anymore. He's but also I don't only hear on, about anybody else. He's only live about two, three days a week. Right. God. Is he I he's wonder, finally did he quit America's Got Talent or did they not want him back? Because he I, wasn't bad on that game. He wasn't bad, but it I think it was damaging to his radio career. See, and I well, I I'm with you because he was a nice guy and whatever, yeah. but I didn't think he cared that much anymore. And it was, you know, it was T V which is still bigger than radio. But I think in the end he has that wife that he wants to spend time with and I and and if I'm not mistaken, he's a fucking wreck, like personally. Uh, oh, yeah, he's a little crazy. 
Well, he's. I know he talks about it on the air all the time. Like he's he goes to like a therapist like multiple times a week, type dude. Which is weird. You're like, dude, you're fucking Howard Stern. You're the king of this shit. You've made hundreds of millions of dollars. Shit should right. be good, but apparently it's not always good. No, it's not good to be the king. No. So yeah, but uh, but I've always heard, and you know, it's testament that his crew is the same crew he fucking had. When he started, that he is a great dude, and his people fucking love him, and they stay forever. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Uh, except for stuttering John, who left, and now he fucking hates. Right. Remember <laughs> stuttering John? Yes. He was our friend for a while. Yeah, when he was on The Tonight Show, we used to have him on a lot. Fuck, I wonder what he does now. Uh, what's his? I saw him on something not that long ago. But what's his name? John Melendez or Menendez or yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I it's think Melendez. it's Mel. Yeah, Melendez. Let's see what he is. Stuttering John Melendez. Well, well, when I interviewed for the, there was that a podcast, and they'd interviewed me to produce it, and then they go, yeah, we have John Melendez is a good friend of the show, and he's supposed to be the producer, but he doesn't really produce. So he, uh, he's still in L.A., whatever he's doing. So November 4, 2015, Melendez announced that he had become the executive producer and on-air contributor to the Stephanie Miller That's show. That's the show. <laughs> That's right. Okay. His role was later reduced to one hour per week on Fridays, and as <laughs> of fall 2016, he was no longer part of the show. Uh, 2017, he announced he would be running for U.S. Senate for California oh, against God. Dianne Feinstein. Shit, I'd have um, voted for him. And then he withdrew from that. So in April 2018, he launched his new podcast, The Stuttering John Podcast. Um, during wow. Melendez's podcast on June 28th, he prank called the White House by pretending to be an assistant to the senator from New Jersey. Um, Jesus. Melendez ultimately received a call back from Pro President Donald Trump. That's where I heard about him. As he was traveling on Air Force One, Shut the Melendez fuck up. then impersonated Senator Melendez, that was the name he gave for his, and had a four-minute conversation focusing on immigration reform and the Supreme Court vacancy. Notably, Trump was congratulatory regarding the outcome of Senator Melendez's ethics oh. <laughs> That's hysterical! The oh, White House shit. has confirmed the security breach. Uh, July 2nd, 2018, Melendez announced that he had retained lawyer Michael Avenatti to represent him in relation to the prank call after being visited by the Secret Service. Yeah, that'll get you Secret Service. You, you fucking prank call the president, you're getting Secret Service quick. So he got all that press in 2018, but it looks like he's just doing a podcast. Wow. Hey, speaking of that, I, I'm, I'm going to start a weekly podcast. I am almost 100% certain. I'm going to start a weekly podcast about uh, real rehab. Oh, nice. I, and and it's, it's not like, a, hey, I'm going to go and make a ton of money or make right. any money. Just trying to help people. I want to help people. And, and what I want is to let people know the fucking real shit and what to look out for. And, right. And what they, you know, what they should really expect and how yes. much they should really pay and all those things. And, that... and it's like I look at it as – it's like a funeral. You overpay for funerals because you're in grief and you're in a bad situation. And you go in, you're like, well, I got to have it, so I guess I'll pay that for a casket and this and that. When it's way overpriced. 
same thing with rehab. There's a lot of shit that goes on. There's a lot of bad stuff. But yeah, there's a lot of sure. really good stuff. And I'm not anti-rehab at all. There's a lot of people. A lot of lives have been saved. A lot. Then there's fucking a lot of milking going on, I call it, with the money. And I would love to get people on. And I think once a week I'll have a guest. And we'll just talk about either like either their experience in rehab. I'll obviously delete the name so I don't get sued. Right. And, no, I think uh, that's awesome. If you do it legit and yeah. not, you know, like. And, and I can tell you about, you know. I can't ever reveal who was there, who wasn't, but I can tell you it's not equal to all people when there's a celebrity in there. <laughs> you know, there's there's people that get special privileges, a lot of them, and uh, there's just crazy stuff. So I, I, I'm thinking of starting that and getting it going. I know i got to really watch it because right. I don't, I don't want to get sued, but I think it's worth it because in the end it's to help people. That yeah, are going totally. through that shit. Or, especially like, you're not a fucking addict, Jack. But if something happened like one of your kids or something, you don't know what to do. And there's no, no. there's no guidance point. And so you would be like, oh, fuck, uh, somebody went here. I'll call there. And then you're like, I'll spend whatever it is. I got to get my kid better. That's right. That's not what should happen. No, totally. Yeah. So I think I'm going to uh, start that and I will get it up. I'll probably just do Rehab for beginners. Yeah, or, or a rehab reality is what I'm thinking of calling it at this okay. point. So it's, here's the real, here's what happens, and this is what, or just, hey, you know what, and I don't, here's the bad thing. I can't recommend any rehabs, because I don't know, and I do know this. Every rehab I worked at, and I also dealt with dozens that I didn't work at, just because from friends right. that went over, and you see, you go to the AA meetings, and all the rehabs are there, and you kind of know the people that work at the other places, there's some really amazing people that work in that industry. People that really, really fucking care and just want to help people. Uh, a lot of addicts and part of the 12 steps is giving back. And, and there's so much good. And there's so many good people that really care. And then there's corporations that care about bottom line. And there's a lot of shit like in radio with a lot of budget cutting, and a lot of shit going on that is not good fucking not good at all and it isn't about patient care and in that industry in my opinion it should only be about patient care right so it's even the asshole ones that you don't like right <laughs> even the fuckers yeah oh god um oh here's a good story i wrote a stand-up set for the first time in years Oh, recently? Yeah, I, just, I wrote. I wrote a set. I didn't, haven't performed it or anything, but I wrote it, okay. and I'm like, "Fuck!" I've just never had the feeling like. And I even thought one time I was going to do it, and then I never found the inspiration to actually write it. So I okay. wrote an entire set, and I was like, "This is cool. I'm, I think I'm going to go back and do it again." And then I told my wife, "I think I'm going to go do uh, oh, well, another stand-up set." <laughs> you should never tell her. And she's like, "Well, what is? Well, what is it?" So then I tell her. I go through the whole list. And this is her response. I'm glad you think you're funny. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, great. Maybe I won't do this. Maybe I won't go do stand up again. Well, she's, I don't know if she should be your uh Well she's like sound Yeah. And it's a pain in the ass, but I was like, oh, I'll do it. Then I'm like, Yeah, all right, I'm not gonna do it. Maybe I'll rewrite my set. <sighs> I'm impressed you found the time to write yourself a, a stand up set. I wrote it one joke at a time. 
It was just coming to me. It was flowing, and I would write it, and I would text myself. I was at work, oh, actually. Just kept adding to it? Yeah, yeah. I just kept texting myself jokes, jokes, jokes until I got a flow, until I got this joke will run to this joke, this joke will run to this joke, this, and then you get the flow, and you're like, hey, this will work. I've got a whole, like, five, six minutes set here. I could do it. Now, not so much. <laughs> I think I'm funny. I entertain myself for five or six minutes, if nothing else. That's such a crazy world, the stand-up world. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, if you're doing it like you're doing it for fun and not trying yeah. to make a career of it, I'd say go fucking yeah. do it on an open mic night. Go for the hell of it. Don't even tell anybody if you don't want to and just go do it if you, you put yeah. the effort into it. Yeah, then it's got to rehearse it. Speaking of that, I don't know where my son is. I think he's dead. Isn't he still on that job? <laughs> but I texted him on, like, the weekends, and I'm like, hey, are you working on the weekends? And then I, I, I've never heard back from him. I haven't heard, heard from him, and it's been like a week. Well, maybe he's been super busy. Yeah. He's being busy. But little fucker. Trust me, he's going to have a lot of downtime once... Uh, <laughs> yeah, once that show's done? <laughs> yeah, once he's done shooting, you know how that is. He goes from, hey, I was really busy to, hey, I got nothing going on. Hey, I got eight months of not working. What are you doing? Right, and this doesn't air for a year, so... God, or more. Yeah. I watched on uh, on uh, Pluto TV the other day, I watched uh, his baseball movie. Oh, really? You know, yeah. I can't get that stupid thing to work. How? I downloaded the app after we talked about it, and, and the app downloaded, but anytime I try and load a channel, it just won't load. That's random. Even uh, yeah, I, I heard from Alina, and she was watching it. Oh, no, we tried. Bing and I was like, hey, check it out. I was like, Stench told me about this. Got a whole Wipeout channel, and we couldn't get to load. Then I'm like, try and load another channel. on. For some reason, it won't work on my TV. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah, I have it on... Uh, all my Roku's, and then I also have it on my my tablet. So I watch okay. it on my tablet too. The only thing that sucks about tablets is you've got to be on your Wi-Fi at home. So at that point, I may as well watch my TVs where it's on. <laughs> right. It's like, hey, I'd rather watch this eight-inch screen when I have a fifty-two inch screen in the other room. <laughs> that's my daughter. Too yeah, much that's, no, her. my yeah. kids always watch shit on their phones, and I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, she doesn't even watch tablet. It's phone, strictly phone. Yeah. Freaking nuts. Yeah, I, I, they don't mind. No, that's their thing. Yep. All right. We're back at uh, school volleyball now. Oh, no shit. That already started. It's already started. They're back in volleyball is back in the world. What a Ooh. pain in the ass. Yeah, it is. Craziness. By the way, one of the girls on her team, she told me yesterday, the kid's a really good player. And very sweet kid. And she's like, Dad, I'm worried about so-and-so. And I'm like, why? And she goes, she told me she's been passing out a lot lately. And I'm like, what? Oh, that's not She goes, good. ever since she got hit in the, <laughs> in the head. And I'm like, oh, God. and she's at practice? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, she's there every day. I'm like, are her parents aware? She's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. At some point, yeah, that does... I'm, not, I'm not letting you go to practice if you're passing out. Oh, man. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I say we wrap this up, Jack. Let's pack this yeah, let's, I'm sweating Let's bullets. wrap it up. All right, everybody suck up on these. We will talk to you next week. So until then, peace out. Check off. Goodbye.